0: Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is the four-year anniversary of this podcast. I started back in 2016 on Podbean. It's been a while, hasn't it? long time since then. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I had a little bit of trouble trying to figure out what I was going to do for the four-year anniversary. I didn't didn't know what kind of special I was going to do. And so I asked my sister and... As always, she came up with a pretty good idea that I'm going to do today, right now. She told me, why don't you go back to the very first episode of your podcast? Like, Why don't you do a reaction to the first podcast you posted? And that is what we're doing today. But before we do that, I have to thank all of you. We, we got past 10,000 downloads, so this is also sort of the four-year anniversary 10,000 downloads special. Right now, currently, we're at 10,127 downloads, at 210 episodes, and at the time of recording this podcast, I actually have two episodes coming out. What's today? Two Monday? I don't don't remember what day it is today, but we got two episodes coming out this week, this one being a third one, and I just can't thank you guys enough for tuning in, listening, and downloading across Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. It really does mean a lot to me. Amidst the coronavirus, I should point out that I mean, obviously, we will have some interviews, a good portion of which will be over the phone. But it is important to note events and stuff, as you've seen, have been postponed and delayed and that sort of thing. So any live recording episode like that is going to be delayed as such. Now, I do have an episode I need to do about an event I went to in February before the coronavirus just eviscerated all possible planning. Because I have a OneNote document that I that I was using to plan out events and stuff, and that's just been utterly destroyed. For those of you that watch my YouTube channel and you saw the Drift Colorado video, videos like that will be coming, you know, other events will start back up, I don't know when, so those kinds of videos, basically, I don't know when we're going to get back to doing those kinds of videos, but hopefully it's not going to be too long, but once again, thank you all for listening and tuning into this podcast for four years Things are only getting better from here, except for the corona thing, you know. I feel like 2020 is going to be called, like, the great corona year. No more further delays. Thank you all for listening. Here is... Wow, voice crack. Here is my reaction to the very first podcast I did. Apparently, from the description, obviously I began my podcast, but I was discussing the Aston Martin DB11, cars that are fashion items, Nissan Leaf. Batman v Superman, even though I boarded it wrong, and some weird car news. Let's get into it. My sister doing the intro. It's a pretty short intro, if I remember correctly. The mic quality is so bad. Okay, so we're talking about the K-7 right now, and the mic quality is so bad. I don't know how I have 111 downloads on that one, but good grief. No way. Okay, this was so far... This... The first episode is so old. I'm, at the very moment, talking about LEGO Ideas releasing that Catrum 7 kit that they sold a while ago, which I actually have. I just haven't taken any photos of it. I can't believe how old that is. Holy mess. <laughs> My voice sounds so different. It's just, I'm not liking it. It's so disturbing. So currently I'm talking about way back in 2016, Aston Martin wanting to do a consulting firm for God knows whatever it was. That's, I wonder where that actually went. Because that was, I don't remember in all the, <laughs> in all the years, that I've been doing this podcast, I don't remember a follow up article to Aston Martin's consulting firm. You know, that was one of the things I was um, I was looking forward to when doing this episode was news that I only talked about once and then never heard about ever again, and that's one of them. Okay, Cadillac launches the Black Chrome Package for their ATS and CTS. Oh wow, this was back when the Dart wasn't quite dead yet. This is so old. I'm ta- I'm currently talking about Stephen Hawking, RIP, starring in a Jag commercial. I gotta say, I don't remember ever seeing that JAG commercial, actually. It's probably a thing, and it's probably on YouTube, but I don't remember taking the time out to watch it. I just entirely forgot that that was a thing. Wait, the what? Is that the facelifted Panamera? Is that what I'm talking about? I'm talking currently about Dodge bringing back the Go Man Go or Go Mango color for the Challenger and Charger. I forgot that that wasn't a color since then. It's kind of interesting, because SCA... I just saw on Alpar the other day that they discontinued a color for the the Jeep JT. I don't remember what the color was, but it's kind of interesting to me that SCA kind of cycles through color, color codes or just colors full stop. Kind of makes you wonder why they don't keep... I mean, they keep it for about some colors for three years, and then they get rid of them, maybe two. It sort of surprises me that they don't just, like, add more colors rather than getting rid of some colors and then replacing them with others. I mean, yes they'll replace a blue with another blue like one dark blue with another dark blue they've done that and they will do that but like they'll replace like lime green with an orange sometimes which really isn't a replacement as it is a, a retraction and then a or a deduction and then an addition okay currently talking about like bringing the one-to-one reg- uh agera to the auto show to the new york auto show vw news oh it's not dieselgate holy mess oh so apparently I just mentioned that VW's commercial sales were unaffected by the the commercials, uh the dieselgate scandal. That's kind of interesting. I'm talking about an interesting point that I forgot that I made about not liking autonomous technology. I'm 4 minutes and 4 seconds in, and I'm ta- I'm saying that I don't understand the whole fuss about autonomous tech when it has nothing it doesn't do anything to help the environment, which I think is still it's still fairly true because if you have okay The only way I can imagine an autonomous car helping the environment is if more people carpooled. And I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't even think more people are going to use taxis or Ubers or whatever if autonomous cars, when really, but when autonomous cars become a lot more standardized. Maybe, to be fair though, they might not see the need for, they might not see the need for buying their own personal transportation tool if it's all autonomous. So then they just buy a normal car anyway. The only way I could imagine people not buying personal transportation and using autonomous cars like public transportation a lot more as if they had do you remember that scene in wally when you have all those police robots just in the side of that wall and they all get turned on it goes and then they get that the the guide on the ground if you had autonomous cars like that just in the side somewhere like a port or some kind of building where it stores autonomous cars and then you use an app on your phone to call one, and then it rotates and it sends a car to your house. That is how I could imagine autonomous cars and Uber taxiing working. Because that would make sense to me, but the problem is you'd need a crap ton of them just all over the place. You'd need a, a leaning tower of autonomous cars. It wouldn't be leaning, obviously, but you would need such a structure just to house enough of those autonomous cars for a person. And either you'd have an autonomous car with, that would only house one person... Or four people, or two people. I don't know, because because I because in the city it would make sense to just have small little smart car style ones, but they'd be autonomous. Then it would just be a one seater. That would make sense. You know, I don't I don't know. I can't imagine many people would want autonomous cars to operate like public transport. So you have like five people within a two mile radius who need a who need a lift, and then you send one autonomous car that can hold about seven people, or depending on how many people you send, insert amount of seat autonomous car here you send them out to those locations well are people going to want to wait at those locations like a bus stop some people would yeah but i can't imagine the vast majority of people would want to do that that's not very likely in my opinion okay i'm talking about how we need to make good batteries that's still true even now it's so funny because back in 2016 i just said just now at four minutes 23 seconds you know who's gonna watch batman v superman i'm not a me i need you to shut up uh you know, I'm not a comic, bu- comic book fan or a superhero fan. And then 2017 rolled around, and that was all... not Well, 2017-2018 rolled around, and then that became nonsense. Now I'm a comic book nerd. There's a cha- There's a few channels that I watch just to keep up to date. This is so old. I'm talking about the 2017 Audi TTRS being spied undisguised. That is... Wow, this is old. It's funny. It's funny how, like, cars like that... Like, back at the time, I was like, oh, man, I really want to see it. I really wish uh, it would get... Unveiled and now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's old news. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen the facelifted version Multiple times now. I'm so bored with it. (laughs) That's so strange. Okay, we're talking about the XT5 getting a two-liter turbo in the US Which is different. My computer's making noises. Now the fan just turned on Tivoli. Hold on the Tata Tivoli or was that a different car? No, the Renault Tivoli. Holy crap. Oh, I'm talking about it being a convertible. Holy crud. Okay. Do they still make the Tivoli? I don't remember anymore. They probably... I don't think they do. Because that was... That was Reynolds' old design language. If you could really call it a design language because it was just a design. I just called the Fiat 500 a fashion item. Oof. Okay, talking about the Toyota Highlander. Dual grill. Hmm. I'm talking about used cars and I got it horribly wrong. Very horribly wrong. Like, it's only partially correct, but it's mostly wrong. So, okay, so I was talking about used cars with high mileage and i was saying that oh you won't have to replace stuff like the engine or or the exhaust or whatever which is only true if that work has already been done to the car well then yes i won't i won't have to do it when it happens the first time but cars wear down the cars are like people they get worse with they get worse with age except for okay cars get better with age for like the first 500 miles after the break-in period because then they've been broken in After that, that was just straight downhill, like, everyone else and, like, people. So, yes to what I was saying, but no to what I was saying at the same time. Seven minutes in. Okay. Maserati? Okay, I think this is a recall. Probably a recall. Okay, I'm talking about the unintended acceleration recall Maserati had back during this time. They've had They've Maserati's had a lot of recalls since then, but I don't- It hasn't been unintended acceleration in recent years. In recent months, at the very least. CX-4? Why did Mazda have a CX-4? It's a CX-3 and then the CX-5. Either I got it wrong or Mazda had a model I forgot about. Which is very possible. Ooh, I didn't watch that one. Dang it. Restrained gold rims, okay. Nothing completely interesting at 9 minutes to 10. Just uh, another recall at the moment. Okay, an HTSA. A very expensive Honda. S800. S800. Oh, yeah, yeah. The S800, yeah. 70 horsepower. Oof. But I've just been reminded that the Levante's original name was supposed to be the Maserati coupe <laughs> oh dear remember that when Maserati, back in 2011 when Maserati was like yeah we're gonna make an SUV and then we're gonna call it the coupe <laughs> oh dear wow wait I'm talking about the E right now that was three years before it came out that took forever <laughs> out 8 to get three liter twin turbo V6 from the S4 that never happened that didn't happen then and that hasn't happened even now and there was a news article. Not long ago, when they were when the second generation already came out, they were talking about, oh yeah, the face was going to get an a even more entry-model version than the V8. That still never happened. So, twice Audi has said, yeah, we're going to make a really entry-level model, and it never happened. Oh, I'm talking about the current Mini right now. Uh, oh, no. Is it the current Mini? I don't think so, but it, it's certainly one of the more modern ones. I'm talking about how there's that little black black bar at the bottom of current minis and i was saying that they shouldn't have added that i'm saying right now in the podcast that they shouldn't have added that because then it would have looked more like older minis which i was absolutely right and i still hold that view even now centenario i meant lamborghini centenario but i said centenario (laughs) no okay i'm talking about the chimney at the moment adventure edition wow (laughs) i just called the special edition bland Oh, how things haven't changed, huh? Sorry, I'm picking fights with metaphors. I just said Unveiled. No! No! Bruh. I think it, t- it takes, like, a year and a half after I started the podcast to get to start saying Unveiled. That sounds... Now Now hearing it back, it sounds so wrong. It made sense at the time. I'll I'll give myself some slack, but that sounds so wrong. Oh, bruh. Talking about the Chrysler Pacifica. Oh, yeah, because that would have been... That right about the time the Pacifica came out. <laughs> oh wow! I thought I said Fittigo. No, I said Citygo. That little Skoda. What was that? The the, the Skoda Citygo. No, yeah, that was their version of the Op, which really was just a slight restyle, slight rebadge of the up. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, their version of anything. It was just a ripoff. Oh, okay. I do. I have gotten to the DB11. Let's go. Yes. Okay. I'm talking about how the DB11 seems like Bond, but grittier, which. I sort of agree, because Aston's pre-the DB11, compared to the DB11, seem a little bit softer now, they seem a little bit more flaccid. But even the DB11, to me, is, as a car, on its own, the face is really nice, it's kind of stiff, it's kind of taut, it's modern. And you see the rest of the body, and it's really soft. I might offend a few people, but almost feminine, which isn't a bad thing, it's just, in my mind, for a sports car, it's like, oh... Yeah, I mean, it's a Grand Tour. That's what the DB11 is. It takes off after the DB7. But I'm more of a Aston Martin Vantage kind of guy, so I look at the DB11 and I'm like, you know, you need you need to be a little bit shorter, a little bit less flab on the bodywork, you know, maybe some more aggressive sports car-y lines, less soft, rounded-off edges or corners, and that would be fantastic. I just heard the phone in the background wow wow that's very unfortunate it's a strawberry in a patch of fake strawberries what am i even talking what am i on about? why did you guys listen to this nonsense <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure feb is still feb i'm talking about the Maserati levante going feb which actually still hasn't happened yet it's funny because again that, this was three more or less three years no four years ago four years ago and the, Levant, the levante still hasn't gone feb after four years I kind of thought the Pacifica got 30 mpg because I'm talking about how back in 2016 it got it got 28 mpg, I believe highway. RTD. Okay, we're talking about the 500 refresh. Okay, we're talking about Genesis. Okay, the G90, the G80. Oh, we're talking about the rear wheel drive Huracan. That was four years ago. Crud. That dang it, I did not know that. I just went for oh, is this like the half? I just went for 19 minutes without stopping. Oh, we're talking about the Twizy now. Lada Neva? The Lada Neva. Oh, a Frog with swallowing. That's what I was... like. Why would I explain it like that? Uh, you know what I could have just said? It looks like a Russian Jeep Jeep Cherokee. That's all I needed needed to say for the Lada Neva. That would have made more sense. Yeah, the Mirai is not that great. It's... Okay, it's sort of better than the current Prius we've got. But... Eh, it's still trying too hard. The Utes! The Utes! Yep. What? Please, God... It's not that god-awful Japanese... Supercar that looks that looks like a terribly drawn frog, right? They better not have taken that to the concourse uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, you better not you better not <laughs> Really sad mana ray, huh? We're talking about the stew baker array, ray Currently hiding away hidden away hidden away I knew that at the time, but I just slipped up so bad. That makes me sad. Really sad. Happy Tragedy. <laughs> oh, wow. That's rude. Pat, Come on. Four, year- Four years ago, Cody. That- pa- happy Tragedy is rude. I guess I was discussing the looks of a car, and I just called it a Happy Tragedy. That is so unbelievably rude. Funny, but very, very rude. That's uncalled for, Cody. Ha- just mess you. <laughs> a lot of this news actually has to do with some classic cars, and I'm a little confused. I'm pretty sure I was reading that off of Car Scoop, Car Scoops, and they do some classic news, but I didn't think it was this much. These days, I tend to just kind of gloss over it, because it's not really, it's not really news news, it's just information about a recent event. It's not like, oh, hey, Lamborghini's getting rid of the Huracan, it's not quite like that. Oh, okay, it seems like I'm doing Amelia Island specifically, that's interesting. More expensive news on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey! remember that stuff Ken Ken Block did in London, in London with the unicorn, uh, Huna Mustang, whatever they called it. The yeah, apparently that's the article I'm talking about right now. I forgot that cough controversy. I remember it kind of vividly too, but I forgot that that was even a thing. And I know what I'm gonna say because I remember what I said back then. I just call I just call Ken Block's donut. In 2016 on the grant on the top year a donut of honor Because people were saying oh he's desecrating the graves and people fought for our freedoms and blah blah and I said yeah but if it wasn't a free country Ken wouldn't be free to do those donuts so it's a donut of honor which I sort of agree with but I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't want you doing donuts near a graveyard uh, near near a, a burial site Tesla's dealers they had dealers back in 2016. I mean, well because the thing about tesla is as far as i remember they don't have traditional dealer dealers like really any other automaker like even lamborghini it's almost like they have outlets like a like a target outlet that's what they've got because there's one at a mall not far from where i live and it's again it's not a traditional dealership at all they don't have inventory they only have like two cars in the showroom. it's a tiny showroom as well tesla doesn't have dealerships in the way that traditional dealerships are run and operated and created they have outlets for their cars that's what tesla has it's very different it's very strange actually oh self-driving car from google crashed into a bus that's what i just said and that's how i said it even though i mean it's probably because my bike is so bad that it makes my voice sound a little bit worse but it's funny i need to pause this for a second it's so funny going back and listening to myself, because I've, I've never really done it except for when I interviewed Ralph. It's so funny going back four years and I, you know, because I kind of, I tended to believe that I had a lot of pro- personal growth from 2016 till now. And of course I'm still growing, but listening to myself through the podcast, I realized, oh, I totally did have a lot of personal growth. None of which came through on the podcast at all. I sound exactly like the same raucous, slightly brash teen then that I sound like now. I might be a little bit more mellow, mellow now, but I've said some slightly risky things now that wouldn't be out of place for me to say even then. And it's kind of funny to see how much I've changed, but also not changed, especially in in terms of the way I conduct my podcast. It's quite funny. It, it, it's just, it. oh man, the mic quality is so bad. When I'm shouting, it peaks and it hurts my ears so much. Thank God it didn't take me long to get a better mic, but crud. Making, I'm making points about autonomous cars that I'd still agree with even now. you see actually that's something that I'm really appreciating you know I don't mean to sound pretentious or narcissistic but that is one thing I'm really appreciating even now just listening to myself talk even four years ago as far as for as much of a dingus as I was back then I appreciate that I've still stayed fairly consistent uh, around a handful of contentious issues even now and i'm not and that's not always necessarily a good thing when presented with new information you should always look at it and reevaluate p- your position to see if it's still right or wrong and I i still continue to have a few discussions with myself about these topics before but i still i most of these i haven't really ch- most of which most of these in this episode i haven't really changed my position on because at the moment i'm talking about autonomous cars and how how am I supposed to know that the car's not gonna horribly glitch in five seconds and then spear off the road and they kill me? That's something I'd still agree with even now. How am I supposed to know the car is not gonna horribly glitch and spear off onto the road? And I'm sure that a few defenders of the autonomous movement would say, Well, yeah, but how are you know how do you know you're not gonna glitch, like you're not gonna pass out or get killed by some wild bullet flying out of the middle. No, you know, How do you know you're not going to do something and make a mistake? And the thing I have to say about that is everyone makes mistakes when they're driving. Some are minor, some are major, but you have the control to fix them. If you get rid of a steering wheel and pedals and you have a car that's completely autonomous, if the car makes a mistake, you can't fix it. The car is up it's up to itself to fix that mistake and i don't want to be in a car like that i don't want to be in a car that drives itself full stop but if i have to ride in a time in in an autonomous car there better be a set of pedals and a steering wheel there better be a set of petting pedals and a steering wheel so i can fix whatever mistake the autonomous car has or create or makes i'm not i've said this before i've talked about this topic before and I've slightly changed my position here, I'm not completely, these days, I'm not completely against more safety tech. If that means less people get injured, if that means there are less accidents, then let's go, let's do it, let's develop more. However, I still maintain that that should not be a replacement for just making people better drivers. Because unless those systems are completely and utterly invasive, it's not going to stop all accidents from happening. And people will just get more complacent as time moves on. Look at the, look at technology like Lane Keep Assist. We all get absent mind, absent mind. And I'm learning to drive. I hit the little, I hit the little perf, uh, serrated road the other day because I was moving too far to the right. It happens. It really does. That's fair. Using technology too much to keep that from happening instead of just making drivers more attentive behind the wheel is what I fundamentally disagree with, is what I fundamentally object with. Object, sorry, object to. We should have a handful of more safety features. Yes, you're only putting a piece of tape over the problem. You are not actually solving the problem. You're not getting to the root. And that is what I object to. You should fix the problem. You should fix the problem at the root, which is the fact that we have too many people who can't drive to save their lives on the road those people should be reevaluated. can That's why I like Canada's worst, worst driver because for as much as I think some of, some of their tests are really more for entertainment because no one, really no one in a normal situation would have to learn certain things, it is doing its smaller big part to make however many people they get on the show better drivers. And that is a very good thing. I was driving home... No, I wasn't actually. My sister was driving home yesterday and we were... If any of you are in Colorado, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. We were com- we were going east on 270, close to, mm, close to Northfield. And my sister was in the right-hand lane, and we had a few people passing us on the left-hand lane. But they weren't actually passing us that quickly because there was a truck further up the road passing everyone else. And that, to me, was a brilliant example, and I did speak up about this, but that, to me, was a brilliant example of awful lane discipline. Because even if those people were passing, even if the people in the left-hand lane, in the passing lane, were, for all intents and purposes, passing people, they weren't going fast enough. Because they were behind a truck. What they were really doing was clogging the left-hand lane. They should have just tucked in behind everyone else, wait for the truck to get out of the, out of the way, and then just pass everyone, because then you're just clogging up two lanes of traffic, the right-hand lane is going slower, which is already clogged up, but the, and the left-hand lane, which shouldn't be, but is, because people are following a truck that is, is hardly going faster than, than the right-hand lane traffic speed, as it is, but to, to get back to the earlier subject, yeah, so I'm not as opposed to certain safety system, systems, as I was before, like, for, forward collision warning or prevention or whatever some automakers call it. Things happen. Maybe you just, I don't know, change the radio or you look to the side for a second and then traffic suddenly stops, okay? We've been in those situations. I'm okay with that system being there to prevent a nasty rear-end accident. That's cool. But something so menial as lane departure assist and as someone who is still learning to keep the car in the middle, or at the very least, just not in the other person's lane, to... As a person who is learning not to drift, it's not hard to do, no, but that's not an excuse to add a safety feature like that, when really you should be paying more than enough attention to not drift so wildly in the first place. That's that's my thing. The more really overly invasive safety systems we get, and by overly invasive, I mean taking all the skill out of driving whatsoever, the more of those that we add, the more ridiculous drivers can drive without worry. And again, you would have to go to a nearly fully autonomous car, certainly as far as prevention of accidents go, to stop a bad driver from getting into an accident. Because they're a bad driver, they're going to get into an accident. It's inevitable. And that's the problem. And look, ever more often, it's more likely than not that someone's going to get into an accident at some point in their lives, whether they caused it or they were the victim. But making people better drivers, and permanently better drivers, would reduce that. Rather than them being the teacher's pet behind the wheel, and then as soon as, as, soon as they're out of the car, they're maniacs. Which I, I suspect is what happens more often than not. I really do. Or they become lazy over time. You know, they were a good triver, driver. Driver. At one point, and then and then they got lazy. Like, view, views like that. I've only changed slightly, where most of the ones where I would have been like, no, I'm like, okay, fine. But I still think, fundamentally, we can't keep adding more and more and more and more safety systems like this if drivers aren't getting better. You're just delaying the inevitable, and that is not a good thing. Anyway, though, we got a minute and 15 seconds left. Let's finish out this episode. <laughs> the car could decide to have a horrible accident. That, that sounds like an AI being... Choosing choosing to be vindictive or some mess. Alrighty, that is the end. I've got about two or three more episodes of this sort of special that I'm looking to do because I haven't, I, again, I've never gone back. I've never gone back to listen except for my interview with Ralph. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you all for downloading 10,000, 10,127 downloads, 210 episodes, four years later. Four years later, and I'm still ha- I'm still just as happy to be doing this as I was when I started, as I was when I did that interview with Ralph. This is by far the most successful thing I've done in my life up uh, up to this point, and I'm so happy that there are people listening to this and that I am helping people like keep up with the news or just just getting more informed. That's what I set out to do when I did this podcast, which was just to get more people, more informed about the industry as it happens, or at the very least as it happens every week, and you know, it's working, it's working, I'm really happy with that, once again, looking to branch out, which I'm doing, I'm doing, I gotta watch the, I hope Netflix has the first season of Race to Survive, I believe it is, and they just got, came out with season two, so I'm probably, unlike Hyperdrive, where I binge all the episodes in a day, I'm probably gonna watch one episode, review, react to it after, and then continue that formula after and after and after and after, because I heard that season one was really, really good. And uh, apparently, the fast that that Fast and Furious Netflix show is out as well. I really don't want to watch that. I I don't care for the Fast and Furious franchise, but I feel it's it's sort of like part of my job now, so I kind of have to watch it. So we'll I'll probably just make a smoothie and then just make you know strap myself to a chair and watch it on my on my Xbox. But anyway, I can't thank you all enough, despite the coronavirus this year or COVID nineteen as they're calling it. I think 2020 is going to be a fairly good year at the very least for this podcast. 2021 will hopefully be better. Hopefully less cancellations uh, due to some, you know, due to a virus or any, any terrible event. Of course, stay safe. Ohio apparently had a hundred thousand, what was it? A hundred thousand, not tested people, but supposedly a hundred thousand people in Ohio have it, had it, or no, have it, have it. So just stay safe. Be careful. You know, wash your hands properly of course you know try not to go to massive gatherings as much as possible please don't ransack the stores i know i know you're you're worried for getting quarantined and stuff but please do not ransack the stores too much anyway though i hope you all enjoyed i've got two or three more episodes of this before we probably move on to some other stuff like more geneva even though i've got two scheduled i hope you all enjoy thank you all for making this podcast what it is and what it will be i will see you all in the next episode you've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if i'm being honest if you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels then why don't you follow me on twitter at cody car c-o-n-u-n-d-r-m or check out my website www.codyscarconundrum.com for articles and other car related content